everyone, I'm Hillary Murray, and you're joining us live on the Juicy Details. Thanks for coming. Today is episode two. Last week, we had our very first live episode with a friend, Jeff Tang. He was an award-winning journalist and turned entrepreneur. So he talked a little bit uh, with us about reaching our goals. And today, I have a great friend, Dana Lewis, who is also an entrepreneur, and she will talk to us about how we can stop faking fine. But to start, let's get a hug, get some juice shots going. Hey, girl. Yay, hey, girl. <laughs> so excited you're here. Oh, I love you. I'm so excited to be here. Let's do a shot. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Whoa. Ooh, spicy. That is spicy, but so good. It's so good, so spicy. Last week, um, I choked a little after taking it <laughs> and definitely needed some water. But Dana, thank you so much for joining us today on the Juicy Details. We're so happy that you're here to talk to us about how we can be better versions of ourselves, how we can mitigate stress, and how we can stop pretending that everything's okay and actually have everything be great in our lives. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to lean into this conversation and just share with you and talk with you about all of the juicy details of not faking fine, right? I love that. Well, why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this stress management mitigation? Oh, yes. So if I go way back in the very quickest way possible, 10 years ago, uh, my husband actually died of kidney cancer. And so we found out that he had cancer um, in July of 2013. And in so sorry. Yeah, thank you. And in August of 2013, he died. And we had, we, well, I still have three children, but our children at the time were six, eight, and 10. And if I go back to that moment, we were healthy, normal parents human beings. So like, it was just really unexpected. Out of totally no, out unexpected. Of out of the blue. And he, were you working then? Were you, you were an engineer for a while, right? I've been an engineer. I have a master's degree in mechanical engineering, so I'm nerdy to start with. Like I I'm, wasn't going to say, but you're a huge nerd. <laughs> I am a huge nerd, and I wear it with pride. I love it. Yeah. I love the science. I love the nerdiness. I love all the things. Um, being in the engineering community is always part of what I have done. At the time that he died, I was not working because he was working when we had our third child. Some of the madness had to stop. I'm sure you can understand that. I mean, how many moms do we have out there that are working and then have to take a break from working, but you're working a full-time job when you're home? You are working a full-time job when you're home. My husband used to travel, um, and we loved every minute of it, but he traveled all the time. So somebody can't travel and have another person working. I wanted to be home with my boys. So I was home at the time. Um, in June, it was in 2013. So in June of 2013, he actually got like a clean bill of health from the, from the doctors. Like, you're great. Everything's great. In July, not really feeling that well, chasing what that is, what that is. Oh, it's cancer. Okay. Go through all the rigamore. In August, he died. So like six weeks, start to finish. Oh, my goodness. Um, to say that at the end of that I was overwhelmed and overloaded is a giant understatement. I kind of remember coming home from that thinking, am I on candid camera? It's like someone going to come through the door and be like, just kidding, here's your husband. Like the next number of years, I just lived in a state of overwhelm, of shock. If there's anyone out there grieving or you've ever grieved anything, 
you understand like the stages of grief. And I feel like I did not escalate out of the initial shock part for years. And there was really no time. Like I had three boys. I was committed. I'm a doer. We're doers. We're going to get things done. Committed to showing up for my kids and showing up for the best that I could for myself and my family and just stuffed everything else. Like, oh, I'm sad. No time for that. Oh, I'm anxious. No time for that. Like, let's keep going. So you fast forward to today about like, oh, let's talk about faking fine. I like to use that phrase because I became the expert of faking fine because that's the way that I lived my life. But let's give some examples of faking fine. For so many years. Well, like if I, if I saw you at a kid's basketball game, yes. right? My kids are in sixth grade. We show up to the gym and you're like, hey, Dana, how are you? I'm like, I'm fine. Go away. Sure. Would you say fine or would you say something like a little more convincing? Because fine, I never take fine seriously. No, I would say I would. I would say I'm fine, yes. or I would say I'm I'm good, or yeah. I would never say great or like over candy coat it. But I would say I'm fine, and then I would literally walk away because I didn't want you to engage with me. You didn't want me to get, make you vulnerable in any way. No, I didn't yeah. want you. To, I didn't want to allow you to dig deeper because I didn't know how to get out of the place that I was in, and I really like now I can look back and say I just felt uncomfortable. Like you and your husband are there, right, at the game, cheering on little Johnny, doing all the things. And I'm sitting here by myself, like trying to be excited to be there, trying to cheer on my child. I don't know what I'm doing at a basketball game. I'm like, yay, go you. Okay. I don't know, like the point guard system, all the things. So I'm not showing up. Do you know know it now, though, even? No. Yeah. (laughs) I absolutely don't know it now. But I used to like feel sad in those moments that I didn't have a husband that was showing up in the way that your partner should. Okay. Because that was the place that I intended to be. I intended to be a two, you know, two parent household. So that is one example. I think of just faking fine, and then it just bleeds into so many other things. Like, yeah. what are you doing with your life? I'm going to keep doing this mundane job for the rest of my life because I don't want to think outside of what I could be doing. Sure. Right. Sure. Of course. So you just settle. I think faking fine is convincing yourself or trying to trying to convince yourself that you are not settling, but it's really settling. You're settling for something that you don't want or desire, but you don't know how to take the next step to do something else, so then you're fine. You're paralyzed. You're, you're paralyzed. Yeah. And you're fine, and you're not showing up at your very best self. I was kind of a miserable human being, but I was on the outside smiling and good pictures, and here's my family, and aren't we cute, and then come home and cry. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. But, like, thank you so much. But I'm now... You're now a ball of energy, and everyone just wants to be around you. Because you lift up spirits, and you help people be so positive, and encourage them, and it's wonderful. Yes, try. Like, being intentional about also, like, leaning into your own thoughts and feelings. I think the epitome of where faking fine came in for me is that after my husband had died, it was probably five years, everyone's telling me, Oh, Dana, you should do this. Oh, Dana, you should do this. Oh, Dana, you should do this. Like the should do's of what everyone else thought I should do yeah. was weight that I first of all should not have carried, but I did because I didn't know what I should be doing. I didn't know sure. another widow at 40 with three young kids. All of the other widows that I knew or saw or could learn from were far more seasoned. They were older women, they were grandmas, they were whatever. So I didn't know where my place was in 
in parenthood, in friendship, in whatever. And so I remember everyone, like not everyone, but a number of people saying, you should get a dog. Dana, what your boys need. Dana, you don't love dogs. <laughs> Dana doesn't love dogs. I'm a dog lover. Dana. Uh, not so much. Not so much, not so much right? No. So, so there's a number of people that are like, Dana, you should get a dog. And so I'm like, okay, I mean, what your boys need, you have three young boys. They're six, eight, and ten. You, they need a dog. They obviously didn't know you well enough. Obviously. Obviously. But I also am not letting people in. Fair. Fair. Yeah, so, so I'm, they were just doing what they thought was They helpful. were doing what they thought was helpful, and I don't um, fault them at all. Sure. I'm lost. I'm overwhelmed. I'm, like, swirling in my own life, and I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, maybe a dog is what's going to fix this. Let's get a dog. And because I'm bougie, I don't just, like, go to the SPCA. I, like, go get some, like, fancy, purebred chocolate lab. I'm like, okay, you're, you have a chocolate that sheds lab? sheds all of your house. <laughs> Like, you have a chocolate lab? It's cute. I mean, you don't, but I've seen, I have other friends that do, and I'm like, oh, that dog is so cute. My boys really like your dog. I'm going to get that. Like, blue eyes, chocolate lab, yeah. the whole thing. We drive, like, two and a half hours to pick up this dog from this fancy breeder, all the things. We get home. My children don't care. They're like, oh, that was cute for, like, two and a half seconds, and yes. then they're off doing whatever they're doing. Well, I think, I think this is just a quick aside. <laughs> The SBCA has great dogs to adopt. One of the biggest issues is people think that dogs make a great Christmas gift. They make uh -huh. a great birthday gift. They make a great uh, gift when you're grieving. However, dogs are a real responsibility. And this is PSA to make sure that you are ready to handle a dog before you get one. A hundred percent and a hundred percent. So I, the moment that I recognized that I was faking fine, it was a Monday morning, like, 9 a.m. What did you name the dog really quickly? Bailey. Bailey, okay. Sorry you said that. Yes. I don't think I said that, but <laughs> okay. Bailey. Bailey. Um, I'm sitting, it's like four days into having this dog. Mind you, the dog has already pooped all over my kitchen, like created a giant mess that I am the one cleaning up. So I'm already like kind of agitated because I did not come into this with the knowledge of the amount of time this fur toddler was going to take. Yeah, it's, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. So my head organized, like I'm five years into grieving. I have figured out summer. It's summer. I mm -hmm. figured out like everyone needs a camp. Everyone needs a place to be. Everyone needs to get their energy out. Three boys. I'm the mom of three boys. I've got them dialed in. I take them to all the places they're supposed to be. And now I'm home with this dog. I have, I, I have always taught group exercise classes, so I'm supposed to teach a spin class in like 30 minutes. And I'm sitting on my porch waiting for this dog to poop. And I'm like, this is it. This is not what I want. I do not want this dog. This dog is making me late for the very few things that I actually have time to do and want to do. And I'm sitting here waiting for this dog to do its business so that I can put her in the crate so that I can go to the gym. But now I'm late to the gym. None of my children care that we have this dog. And I'm like, that's it. That's it. Like, I have, lo I have officially lost it. Oh, my like goodness. <laughs> So I called the breeder because, of course, I had signed papers, and I'm really sorry for all of the dog lovers that, like, want to hate on me right now. I am a very good person. I will love your dog at your house. I will even pet your dog at your house. And, like, the funniest part of this whole story is that, like, I now live with the dogs. So Isn't it a chocolate lab? It's, it's a, yes, lab, border collie mix. Yeah. Um, is it a rescue? 
Yes. Yes. Non-bougie rescue. Non-bougie now, now rescue. Now you have a non-bougie rescue. Yes. Maybe you just needed that from the beginning. May, may, I, don't, I don't know. What I needed to do was recognize that I didn't have, I needed to lean into my own heart rather than, I think part of faking fine is also people pleasing. Like, I really thought that if I did all of the things that everybody else thought that I should be doing, then I would fit in this box of happiness and, and live happily ever after. And I was not happy, and I was trying to do all of the things and wasn't listening to my own heart. And a lot of it was because I didn't know how, because I was living in a state of anxiety and overwhelm. And Bailey brought you to life. <laughs> Bailey was really amazing. She brought me to this next chapter of growing. Like, she was a fundamental part in my grief journey of recognizing who I am and who God called me to be, who I want to be, and who I do not want to be. So, so talk to us about that. So you were, you know, so then you realized that you were faking fine. And so you've gone on to create your own business that really helps with, you know, stress. You're, a stre- you're a stress specialist, you're a nutrition hacker, and you've also contributed to the best-selling book, And Then She Bounced Back. Right. You can buy it. Where can we buy it? Well, you can buy it on Amazon. Oh. And Then She Bounced Back again and again. And again and again. And so talk to us about that, you know, five years after your husband's has passed away and you're, you know, sitting on the back porch waiting for this dog to poop, wait for exercise class, from that moment where you realized that you needed to focus on me, you, and changing your life, Yeah. what were the steps you've taken in the past five years to get to, you know, contributing to a best-selling book, to having your own podcast, and to not faking fine? I mean, what a great question. So, first of all, it's recognizing that I was frustrated with where I was and that I couldn't continue along this path. At the same side, at the same time, if we go back to my nerdy brain, after my husband died of cancer in six weeks with zero signs, zero family history, zero anything, yes. I needed for my own brain some kind of answer or understanding. Like, where does cancer come from? What is cancer? And so I self-soothed by reading. I kind of laugh, like I feel like I have a PhD in cancer because I read like probably 15 books on where does it come from, what's your thought on cancer, what's your thought on cancer. And the underlying thing that I learned is that although no one gave a straight trajectory answer, I learned about the impacts of stress. Sure. I learned about inflammation and the stress and inflammation connection. Mm -hmm. I learned about the gut microbiome and how that gut-brain connection really helps your stress resilience Sure. If you would have asked me when my husband died, do you have stress resilience? I would have laughed and been like, sure. Like, what is that? Yes, what does that mean? Right? And what stress resilience means is that in the face of chaos, overwhelm, anxious feelings, your actual brain is able to still think yourself out of it. Where I didn't, I can look back and I didn't have that. And that's why I listened to what everyone else said. Because I couldn't sure. think, like, if you think about it, if you're not watching the video, like if you think about it with my words, like if your brain is like at the top of your head, like your thought process is up here, it's like computer swap space, right? We always talk about computer swap space and how many tabs you have open and you have to shut some tabs in order to get... Is that the name for it? Yeah. (laughs) Computer swap, okay. (laughs) Learning a a lot here. (laughs) 
<laughs> or like if you I have, have so many tabs open. Yes, if you yes. have all of these tabs open, each one of us can function with a different number of tabs open. Okay. Right? Yes. Like some of us like to have 10 open. Some of us like can only deal with five. 110. 110. I feel like I maybe had 7 million. Okay. And I didn't know how to make it 6,999,000. Like yeah. I didn't know how to calm the anxious thoughts in my mind. And I wasn't like an anxious lunatic like running around. I just was like in my mind like can't think, can't think. All I, I'm overwhelmed by being a widow, by doing it alone, by all of the obvious things. So I started to learn about the gut, and I basically made my family like human guinea pigs. I was like, listen, I'm going to Whole Foods, and I'm making some smoothies because, like, kale does this, and lemon juice does this, and all of the things that Lumi Juice could have probably done for me back in the yes, day. Yeah. I was like, listen, I'm going to make... And we were around back in the day when this all happened. I just didn't know about it. Yeah, I know. That's my fault. I mean, where were you? I have not, not been a good friend or, or brand ambassador for my own company. <laughs> Lumi stands for love you, mean it, and the juicy details stems from Lumi love Juice, you mean it. from love you, mean it, and... Yeah, it's all real food the way nature intended. So these juices that we're drinking and the shot we did is just pure organic beets, jalapenos, mm -hmm. and lime. I did them when I was in labor with my children. So good. Yeah, instead of taking so medicine. Good. And then this is just pure juice that's green juice that's yeah. good for you. But yeah, keep going. And these are, these are things that help These are you things that stay you healthy. need. So if I go back to the fact that like I've always been in the fitness industry, 30 plus years of this being my hobby, fun job, you're just taught to eat to look good. Like, have some grilled chicken, have a salad, have this, have that. But there's fundamental things that we're missing in my diet. Yeah. Right? Eat to have an HBO hot body zone. Right. <laughs> yeah. I've not ever heard that. I love you. Yeah, thanks. I'm here for it. Yeah. So I started to tweak the way that I ate sure. to kind of fill the gaps, like healthy fats and inflammation lowering foods and all of all of the things and then I was introduced to like supplements that specifically target the gut brain axis so nourishing your gut with all of the prebiotics and probiotics that actually create mental wellness because your serotonin your dopamine your neuropronephrine all of those happy neurotransmitters stem in the gut and it, they come from food they come from probiotics they come from supplements you in my opinion need all the things and I started on this protocol, Happy Juice is something I talk about all the time, like literally started on this. And, and I started, Happy Juice is not alcoholic. No, no. It's actually, I call it my cortisol lowering beverage. It's my favorite, cortisol is your stress hormone. It's my favorite cortisol lowering beverage. And I started on this protocol of like, well, why not is the way I went into it. I was like, why sure. not? Like I, sure. I read all the ingredients. They all seem... They all make sense based on what I've learned. I'm going to try this. And what happened was the women, the friends that I did let in, yeah. two, the two or three people that actually like knew that I was hurting. Because they were, called your BS. They called my BS. Like fine. I did have like a very small group of friends that were like called my BS on faking fine. We sure. didn't title it that, but they called my BS. They were like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're different. What's happening? And I was like, what do you mean I'm different? And they were like, you clearly have more patience because have you seen one of your children in the driveway doing something they shouldn't be doing? And two months prior to that, I would have been a hot mess in the driveway, like pulling some child in by, you know, by a shirt, being like, I'm going to, your parent, I'm going to like parent you and this is going to be a situation where... Now, fast forward to having literally stress resilience, this word I had no idea what it was, 
I'm like, oh, he's fine. We'll talk about that later. He's fine. And like a couple of my girlfriends were like, no, seriously. Like, what are you on? Like, are you drunk? What, what's happening right now? Why, are, why do you not care? And that was like a foundational pivot point for me to be like, this is a thing. Not yeah. having stress resilience is not only for grieving people. It's for moms and women and people everywhere. And dads. And, and dads. And I want to lean into learning more. So then, like, the nerd in me went and got certified in, like, 10 different things. Like, let's get certified. What, yeah, what are you certified in? Can in, like, the 10? Nutri- like, in nutrition. Okay. I got certified in mental wellness. I got certified in gut health. Okay. Certified in, like, the gut-brain connection to understand exactly how it works and why it works. And now I just like sharing simple solutions to sure. help people level up. It's about being one step better today than you were yesterday and recognizing that you're faking fine to start with. Like recognizing that you're in a situation that you don't want to be in and finding the tools that you need to take the next step to get out of that place. And that's really where the Stop Faking Fine podcast was birthed. Yeah. Through having all of these conversations where I was like, let's share this with the world. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. And, you know, one, one antidote for myself I used to love, like, Bojangles fried chicken, and I would give fried chicken up for Lent. <laughs> so, you know, in college, gave fried chicken up for Lent. I'd eat Swedish fish, Coca-Cola, you know, all the junk, and yeah. not sleep, and do all, you know, and drink. And you know, I yeah. was, and then even when I worked in finance, I worked on Wall Street, I ate like crap, mm-hmm. and I was always getting sick. I was getting, you know, strep throat. Um, sinus infections, and I didn't know what was wrong, and so it didn't matter that I was skinny. Yeah, it doesn't matter. If it you're doesn't skinny. matter. That doesn't. You, you can be skinny but not healthy. A hundred percent. And I started when I started juicing. This woman, Zoe Brown, was who initially turned me on to the power of juicing, and I started to drink a green juice, and then all of a sudden, because I'd swap up out food that didn't have shelf lives of 10 years right and have real food that the way like a farmer down in uh-huh. Stanton and Harrisonburg and right here in Elmaro County would grow yeah and eat real food from from the earth my whole body changed mm-hmm. you know my skin got better my energy levels got better and I stopped your getting sleep sick. got better yeah and I stopped well, getting sick every day 70 percent of your immune function your immune system yeah. stems from the gut interesting so if you're not giving your gut the nutrients that it needs, then yeah. you're going to get sick. Wow. Right? So how do we fix it? Lumi juices. Happy My, juice. Cor, cor, yeah, cortisol-lowering beverage. Like I have supplements that I have. I've partnered with a company because I am obsessed with the ease and the results that you get. A lot of people, like, I, I have always been a health hacker. Like, what can I do to make myself healthier? Oh, if you want me to eat tree bark, I'll eat tree bark. If you'll tell me that it's going to, you know, give me supernatural energy and all of this have stuff. Have you tried tree bark yet? No. Okay. But, like, I'm like your guinea pig. Like, I will do it. Yeah. But I would ask you, listening, if you are on a protocol and you don't feel like it's giving you the results that you're looking for, to stop faking fine and like look for a better answer. Like Lumi juices are amazing for giving your gut all of the nutrients that it, like a lot of the nutrients that it needs. A lot of the ingredients in the different juices are specifically for stress, for your immune function, like vitamin C for taking the orange drink yeah. when you are sick to shock your system 
with that vitamin C to kick it up a notch. Well, even like something like the farmhouse greens, I don't like a lot of these, some of the supplements we're taking, mm -hmm. some of the protein powders people take actually have heavy metal traces in them. Yes. Like and let's like, talk about yeah. that. And heavy yes. metals are really dangerous yes. for the brain. And uh -huh. you know, it's, it's linked to Alzheimer's. It's linked to ADHD, mm -hmm. dyslexia, learning disabilities, mm -hmm. all sorts of things, heavy metals are mm -hmm. attached to. And so something like in our farmhouse greens, we have Italian flat leaf parsley. So if you mm -hmm. don't want to go buy a, um, a farmhouse greens, go buy some Italian flat leaf parsley. And incorporate it into your it dinner. And yeah. take a shot every night yeah. before bed or in the morning when you wake up because that will help Detoxify. Leach out those heavy metals out mm -hmm. of your system and help you be healthier. A hundred percent. And if we go back to like the protein powders and the things, like a big tub does not equal quality protein. Like you really have to empower yourself to look at the list of ingredients mm -hmm. and you should be able to pronounce yeah. every single ingredient on that list. And if you can't, your body probably can't digest it. And if you can't pronounce it, you can't digest it. And if you can't digest it, your inflammation goes up. And if your inflammation goes up, you start storing fat instead of burning fat. And it, you are on the path to anxiety, you know, overwhelm. It's just you explaining this to me. Stress, like all, like all of those things. And yeah. like the funny part about it is you come back to like fry, the fried chicken, yeah. your Bojangles example. I mean, if it's okay in moderation, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, whatever. Like I'm not going to act like I don't eat fried chicken. So like it's a, fine in moderation but I'd like to share that okay if you're going to have fried chicken at dinner sure and you know that that's what you're going to have then be and this is what I teach in the Facebook group that I run and in all of the coaching that I do be intentional about what you're doing with the rest of your day okay like what are you having for lunch well then lunch should be a salad and a green juice and then at night, I'm having the fried chicken and alcohol, if that's what you're having. Yeah. And, and then and put an ice some, cream Sunday maybe, too. Right. Yeah. But put some fiber in with that fried chicken. Like, ha try to have a salad. Try to get a side of something. Like, add the fiber so that the protein can bind to the fiber and actually pass through your system rather than sitting there. Because what they coat the fried chicken in is what's raising the inflammation. What is that? What do they coat it in? A lot of ingredients you can't pronounce. Oh, I love. I don't <laughs> love that. But I get what you're saying. Just a lot of things that you can't like you just can't pronounce it. They're not. They're not in your kitchen. Yeah. They're not putting a little egg wash on the on the chicken and then putting some breadcrumbs and then throwing it in the fryer. Okay. Like there are ninety five more steps and ninety five more ingredients and. And the chicken's not free range. Depending no, on where you got it. I mean I wasn't gonna like crawl down that rabbit hole, but yes, like lots of lots of things. Not to like totally hate on fried chicken, but if you're gonna have it, not every day. Yeah. And be intentional. Yeah about what else you put onto that plate to give your gut the goodness that it needs. And if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, I have anxiety. I'm overwhelmed. I have all of these things. Like step one, clean up your, like try to clean up your diet. Okay. And I will share that we can put in the show notes. I have a nutrition, free nutrition cheat sheet that okay. I can gladly hand out. Yeah. I'm, I'm, pretty certain that if there is anybody listening today yeah <laughs> or any day after that they would love that yeah yes. i can if you're on if we're streaming live i can put it in the comments you can yeah. put it in the show notes it's free like it's a great place to start for how can you organize your plate it's not a diet it's not like a meal plan it's just like how can you think about food okay. in a positive way fill your plate in a way that nourishes your gut which will then nourish your brain and that's like a great first step all right, I love it. Okay, everyone, be on the lookout for that. <laughs> All right, that's so great. Okay, so now, I mean, that we, I've been learning so much this episode already, things that I didn't know. Can you tell me more about this book? 
and then she bounced back. Oh, it was an anthology that was written with 10. I was invited to write with 10 other widows. Okay. And so each chapter, I think my chapter and wait, what is ages, five. And what ages did they range from? Because you had said earlier that the support among widows your age, there wasn't many. They At this point, I, that book released two years ago or maybe a year and a half ago. All Those widows also rate. Age range. Age and range. That was a really, like, tongue twister. The <laughs> so age it happens to me, too. <laughs> and a, a range of ages where there were, actually, there were two widows younger than me. Okay. And then all the way up to, like, I think there was a 70-year-old widow that wrote a chapter also. So there was a wide range of, it's just stories. Each one okay. is a very short chapter kind of summarizing your life. It's meant to be uplifting and just real. Like, to know that other people... Maybe are in your shoes or have walked your shoes, sure. walked your path. Sure. So what was chapter five, your chapter about? Stop faking fine. Stop faking fine. Okay. Yeah. Exactly like, what we're talking about. Exactly what we're talking about. Like getting out of overwhelm, recognizing that you're overwhelmed, and then taking steps to prioritize you. And like I said a little bit earlier, like this, the faking fine, I do think comes very closely or interchangeably with people pleasing because everyone... If you're a widow and you're listening to this, or honestly, if you're grieving anything, grieving a relationship, grieving a job, grieving the loss of something, there is no shortage of people that want to tell you what to do. It's like being pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. everybody at the grocery store wants to tell you what you should or should not eat. Oh, my gosh, are you running and you're pregnant? Like, it's the same kind of situation, or that's the way that I have felt, and the widows that wrote in the anthology as well, or authored the anthology. It was just a fun kind of creative thing. Fun. To do. That's awesome. Well, yeah. we have to all check it out. Yeah. Support you. Super fun. Super fun. Well, good. So, so you've gone through this faking fine. You've started this podcast. You've empowered yourself through nutrition and stress management. Mm-hmm. How about your three boys? How have they learned from you? Or do you see that, that maybe they, I mean, you don't want to necessarily talk about them because they might listen and be upset with Can't you. Can't name names. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you feel like they're faking fine or have they been living the best versions of themselves? Oh, that is such a good question. Um, I will say this, that right after I got on the, the supplement protocol that I am on, my oldest looked at me. It was, at, I started on this protocol in June and it was August. So like I started on this program over the three summer months. And during that summer, I was still, like, trying to figure out who I was as a widow, as a mom, as a whatever. And so I got on, like, Pinterest, and somebody put out, like, a poster board where you were going to do a vision board for what you do next summer. You know, like, you're that mom that's, like, I was, like, oh, I'm totally doing that. I'm going to be, like, a really great mom, and I'm going to get out this poster board. And I'm going to – the mom on Pinterest that I saw had put the poster board on the stairs going downstairs on the hallway. So I'm, like, oh, I'm totally doing that. So I got a poster board, drove to Michael's, got a poster board, got markers, and was like, all right, boys, sit down. Let's have, like, a fun event. Let's all write down, like, what we want to do next summer. Like, what did we do this summer that you liked? Because it's now, like, four years without daddy, and we're trying to figure all of this out. What do you want to do next summer? And my oldest looked me, like, straight in the eyes and was like, well, you didn't really yell at us this summer, so whatever you want. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And I didn't know whether to like be proud of myself or literally put a dagger in my heart. I was like, what? I was like, let's unpack that for a minute. And he's like, no, mom, like you genuinely seem like happy. So like, if you liked doing whatever we did this summer, let's just repeat it again next summer. And I was like, okay. 
But also, I started them on the protocol that I'm on at the exact same time. So we all kind of grew together. Okay. So for them to be faking fine or not faking fine, um, I know, like, kids are always, like, picky eaters. And, like, people always, like, your children always don't want to do, like, what you want them to do. Mm -hmm. And I made putting them on this kind of a non-negotiable where they were, like, 9, 11, and 13. So I was like, okay, well, if you want your phone, you have to take these, like, two things. And then you can have your phone. And if you say that you don't like the way it tastes, I don't care. Like, get it in you so yeah. that you're not. Um, well, so I would say with fake, like faking fine, it seems like you've, you really focus on the, the gut health of that. Yeah. And what you're putting in your body. Yeah. There has to be other elements to it as well. Oh, for sure. Like exercise. You, okay. Being outside. Like, you have to see the sun. <laughs> is that true? You have to see the sun. And on the days... It was, I mean, it was missing yesterday. Well, I mean... I, and a, okay, let's be honest. The sun was missing yesterday, and how was your mood? I was really... I was fired up yesterday, but I'm like a constantly... You can't know sunshine without rain to give it sweetness person. Right. So no matter what, um, I'm always pretty happy... You know, obviously things can make you damper and sad right. and, uh, you, you know, you've experienced... You have to structure your day properly. Yes. Like, you have yes. to structure your day with intent. I didn't wake up for 6 a.m. cardio tennis yesterday. Right. Yeah, so I definitely didn't... I hit, I hit right. the snooze, which I said I wasn't going to do this year. Right. So, like, talking about habits. So, I'm really big on habits, not on resolutions, but in saying, like, how can you change a couple habits or add a habit or take away a habit that serves you a better purpose. Like seeing the sunshine, especially in the morning helps to produce more serotonin early mm -hmm. in the day, okay. which helps to regulate your cortisol circadian rhythm. Cause you want your cortisol to come high in the morning to wake up. So you have the energy to crush your day and do all the things, be Dance. that fiery person. And then you want your cortisol to drop at night so that you can sleep. Okay. The problem that we get in is when we, get up, you instantly are on your phone, you're doing things, you don't like go outside to get fresh air or sunshine, and the next thing you know, it's 7 p.m., you've been busy all day, and it's like, oh, exercise is for other people. And it's like, it's not even exercise, it's taking 10 minutes to walk outside. Even if the sun is not shining, it's coming in, it's coming in there. Like, you're, you're getting it, even if it's behind the clouds. If you live in a place where there is not sunshine, Get a blue light, get a red light, get some kind of infrared light that you can actually have that. Not a computer light. Not a computer light. Have that. Um, it's a chemical reaction that happens in your body when the serotonin literally comes through your eyeballs and then it goes into your gut and then it goes to your brain. Like, it's fascinating how the whole thing works. So, like, sunshine, exercise. And exercise is walking to the mailbox. Make it take 10 minutes. Like, if you can walk to your mailbox in five steps, then walk there 500 times. Like, just keep back and forth. Mine is literally connected to my front door, yeah. so it's really Or not. maybe, like, go deliver mail to someone that lives down the street. Or That's get your, like, get your, it's not even necessarily around, like, the obsession about getting your steps in. It's just the point that you're getting outside and you're getting sunshine. Like, that is super important for helping your body regulate serotonin and dopamine, all the things. Nutrition is huge. Yeah. And sleep habits. Like, we can talk about sleep habits. You need seven to eight hours of sleep for your brain to rest and repair. I don't get that. Well, some people don't need it, but, okay. like, on average. Okay. I was like, I'm not getting that. You're, you're also, like, not average. You're, like... Oh, thanks. You're, you're special. I am, yeah. I am very special. I appreciate that <laughs> comment. Thank you, Dana. Yeah. Where 
The air, like five to six hours is just not enough to rest and repair your brain. Yes. Seven to eight hours for the average person. Let's bring this back to average. Sure. Seven to eight hours is, is average for refreshing your brain. Nine hours and above gets you to link high, more highly linked to depressive thoughts, feelings, lives. Okay, so there's like an optimal level of sleep, and then there's an non-optimal level. Yeah, yes. after you hit every nine hours, yes. then I'm depressed and sad. Yes, and you can't Ooh. you can't catch up on sleep. So like you can't sleep five hours Monday through Friday because you're grinding a job, and then sleep twelve hours on Saturday. I mean, you can. And maybe you'll feel a little bit better. I mean, when I when I started Lumi, I like had very unhealthy sleep cycles. I would I would not I would sleep probably three to four hours at most a night, and then I would take fifteen minute power naps on the couch at yeah. the Lumi factory in yeah. Belmont here. And since then, I have, you know, I, I I've stopped doing that slept more. But there would be some like once a month, I would finally crash and sleep for seventeen hours straight. Yeah. But that was just like... But that was also a season. Okay, yes, yes. Right? If you look back at that, how long did you... I was faking fine. You were faking (laughs) fine. But you were also launching a business. So there's like a... There's a reality check in all of this also. Yes. So like how long do you feel like you were doing that? It was was probably a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, and and I was exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and probably sick. I know I wasn't because I was drinking Lumi juice. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Shameless plug. That is why I wasn't sick. I actually, I actually had not. I was not on antibiotics for um, for eight years. Once that's I amazing. Drinking juice. Yeah, yeah that's eight amazing. Years. Yeah. So. And to, and to, once and it's it's again there are multiple paths to helping your gut, but that's what Lumi is doing is it's helping your gut, and seventy yes. percent of your immune system comes from your gut. So yes. also like sinus issues, allergies, all of these things are a disruption in your gut brain axis. And if you can give your gut better goodness, more goodness, you can diminish those side, of, side effects. There's essentially side effects. of Like I used to get a sinus infection every fall like clockwork. Like, oh, the weather changed. Give me my, you know, antibiotic. I have a sinus infection. Yeah. Let's go. I haven't had one in five years. That's awesome. Because you're, you're healing. You're helping. From within. Yeah, you're helping. You're just helping your body. I don't know about using the word healing, but you're helping your body have the building blocks that it needs for you to feel better. And sleep is like back to the original point. Sleep is definitely one of them. And there are a myriad of things that you can do. And I guess like we'll just do like a little checklist of things. Like one is not go to to bed on your phone. Oh, yeah. And then put your phone down and close your eyes and then be angry that you can't fall asleep. Like that blue light in your face, you need at least 30 minutes without that blue light in your face. Okay. Like ideally it's two hours. Yes. But like that's probably hard for most people. So like give it 30 minutes. Okay. 30 minutes of not having that. If you want to like have a wind down routine, like sip chamomile tea before. Like I know that I have um, part of the program, the supplements that I've partnered with is like a melatonin free gummy. Because, like, melatonin is not good for you to take on a regular, well, at all, but on a regular basis. Because if you... Well, that's, but can you repeat that? Because I think a lot of people think that melatonin is, like, a totally fine thing to take. Yeah. No. And it's not. And, no. And I, I'm with you. I think I take magnesium. When, yeah. When I'm struggling to fall asleep or, like, not getting sound sleep. Yeah. 
But can you talk to us about this melatonin? Yeah. And please listen, if you're taking melatonin, I know people that are giving melatonin to their kids every night to go yeah. to sleep. It's it's not a good thing. No, or we're not shaming you, but I'm just letting you no, know. No, yeah. Let's talk about why. There's we definitely be no that. there's definitely no shame. I feel yeah. like in Stop Faking Fine, it's like you have to know. Yeah, you have to be informed. You have to be educated and informed. Like yeah. my husband literally dropped dead because I was not like not not that he was his, not your doing. Right, it's not not my doing, but like I didn't we didn't know about nutrition and about how to manage stress and about how to do all these other things. I am positive that if he had implemented all of the tools that I know now, his stress would have been more managed and maybe not been in the outcome that was there. But back to melatonin. So melatonin is a critical building block for all of your hormones. Cortisol, your stress hormone, is one of them. And if you take melatonin artificially, first of all, it only works for about 50% of the population. Mm -hmm. So some of you listening are like, oh, I took melatonin, it didn't even work, like it's dumb. Well, it doesn't work for everyone, but for the people that it does work for, if you take it artificially, it sends a signal to your body to not produce it. So it's an addictive thing to be taking because now your body's not producing melatonin and you need that melatonin in order to go to sleep. So now you're dependent on this artificial component Mm -hmm. and your body then over time will just stop producing melatonin, which is really no good because you need that. Like if you can produce all of the things that your body needs naturally, then you are in the healthiest state possible, right? Okay. No, this is good to know. But I mean... I've taken it when I get on an airplane for a long haul flight yeah. instead of taking something that is much stronger and would knock me out. Right. I'll take a melatonin. It's like one offs are are fine. It's just when you create a dependency on it every day. Is when yeah, you or a there's also like healthy alternatives. Like I was sharing, like the melatonin free gummy. If you want to know more about that, reach out. Like I'm happy to share like all the details of like yeah. how to find that it's literally called calm well so speaking of reaching out where can people find you um uh, you can find me on instagram at miss dana lewis it's m-s-d-a-n-a-l-e-w-i-s i'm on facebook i'm on linkedin linkedin is the same miss dana lewis and you can follow my podcast stop faking fine stop faking fine yes and can you tell us um since you've done stop faking fine just tell us three things that you love doing now Oh my gosh, I love, since I've stopped faking fine things, that I love empowering other women to stop doing it. I love it. Because we all, and I will still catch myself sometimes, like, settling. And my, I'm, I'm married now, I got married in May. Yeah, and, Neil. Yeah. My current husband will be like, if ever I say, like, I'm fine, it's fine, he's like, oh, we're not going there. Like, what is it that you I, actually I, mean? I, I've witnessed him doing this to you before, and it's, it's really powerful. He's a good partner for <laughs> yeah, you. He's yeah, a great, he's a he's great partner. But, yes. like, when I let it, and I don't do it maliciously, but it's still, like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, it's fine. He's like, no, we're here to achieve greatness. Like, he'll, like, throw it right back at me. And I'm like, okay, you're right. I actually don't want to do that. Like, can we do X, Y, or Z? So really helping, linking arms with other women and men and whoever, but really women, to be like, let's show up for ourselves better so that you can show up for your family better, so that you can show up for your job better. And I think that's, like, not only one thing, but still, like, 20 things. I love it. That's it. That's, like, I feel, I feel like... If I had to have walked this path, I stumbled and fell for five years and was literally miserable. And so when I wasn't miserable, it didn't happen overnight. It was like one foot in front of the other, in front of the other. And then finding, once I did open my heart 
finding amazing women like you to link arms with and to be like, yeah, we can crush the world. I love it. Empowering other women. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Well, Dana, thank you so much for joining us and all of you listening. The year is young. You are young. So stop faking fine. (laughs) And... Tune in next week for the juicy details. We have a wonderful entrepreneur, Allison Williams. She has a company called Of Place out of Washington, D.C. that specializes in making, uh, revitalizing communities and helping with really smart strategic planning, which is incredibly relevant to the city of Charlottesville and to cities across uh, the world, to be honest. So today we learned a lot. Again, the year is young. You are young. Stop faking fine. Thank you so much, Jana Lewis. Uh, Judah, thanks for helping to produce the show. And as always, if you want to tell me some topics that are meaningful for you, please send me a message. Send me the juicy details, any gossip you want me to cover. I'm here for you. Love you, mean it. Have a great day, friends. I love it. Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you so much. I know. Thank you. I love you. Thanks for